I'm kind of really excited um, to say this, but I'm going to be real transparent with you guys today. I'm going to be very honest because I'm going to let you in on a struggle that I've been through the past month. And the reason why I'm letting you in on this struggle is because God has given me specific tools. And Pastor Jim has already talked about, he's already come up here and said about, he talked about the full armor of God. Well, I, and I, a lot of people say, well, I have the armor of God, I'm reading the word, I'm doing everything I know how to do, and yet I'm still struggling. I have good news for you. Even though you're still struggling, you're free. Okay, so anything that I tell you before I start to, I want you guys to know, when Jesus Christ came to die on this cross for us, he came to destroy the works of the devil. Okay, and that's what he taught his disciples to do, to go out and destroy the works of the devil. So when he died on that cross, though, he broke all, the Bible says he broke all powers of the evil one off of us. Okay, and you may say, okay, well, if he doesn't have power over me, why am I still struggling? It's because you're letting him. Okay, I'm, I'm not, when I say this, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. So when I get very passionate, I'm not being mean. I just want to speak truth into your heart today. Okay, because I'm seeing so many Christians under this weight. They're carrying this weight and they're submitting under this weight. And they're either collapsing or I don't even see them in church. I mean, they don't go to church at all. And for a believer to not go to church, for a believer to just go under weight that Jesus Christ died for you to rise up is insane, in a sense. And I'm going to let you know. So a month ago, I was here, and it was before I was about to, it was the night before I was about to do something for God. I was going to go pray over someone's house because they were having stuff there. Well, I ended up, someone told me a story, and I was here. Someone told me a story about something, and I ended up having an anxiety attack. My struggle, my main struggle, when ever since I got saved, and even before that, I struggle with anxiety. Sometimes I'll get panic attacks where I can't breathe and I have to walk away. And sometimes there, and it only goes, like, it goes, like, I'll be good all year, then a month I'll struggle. Good all year, a month I'll struggle. And I would always tell God, I said, God, I need you to take this away from me. I need you to take this away from me. And it's not, and, it, and I've been saved since 2001. And I still, this year, I came back around and I'm like, seriously, I need you to take this away from me. So I was, as, actually, as I was going home, I decided, you know what, I'm not, I can't put up with this anymore. So I go, went home and it was like about a 20 minute ride. And I said, why am I still struggling with, why, why do I get easily panicked? Why am I still struggling with this? I didn't hear him all the ride home. 20 minutes. So I go home, I'm still, and I'm still crying out to him. I cry out to the Lord because the Bible says cry out to the Lord and you shall be saved. So I did what the word said. I'm crying out to the Lord. And I said, why? I just want to know what is the root cause of this because I don't want to deal with this anymore. And he, he said something to me that night. I was getting ready for bed. And he said, it's because you still want to have control. That's your form of control. You're panicking and going through panic attacks because you still want to be in control. I didn't realize that's what it was. And now that through this whole struggle, anytime I go through anxiety attack, anytime I want to flee from a situation, it's because of control. And, I, and it's not that I control people. I like to control my circumstances. I like things in order, Courtney would tell you. When in the house, when I set the kitchen up, I like it in order. I don't ever yell at her. We never fight. 
because she has her way, not that my way is right. I think it's right. Okay, I think my way is right. But her way is not wrong. It's not reality. I think it is, but it's really not. <laughs> but we all do that. We always think our way is right. I like to have in control, okay? God told me in the midst of control, he told me about, I was actually at work, and I went to the bathroom, I was having a panic attack. And I work at a computer, people around me. When you have a panic attack, you don't want people around you. You want to be by yourself. You want to stay away from the situation. So I go in the bathroom, and I was like, God, and I'm crying out to him, and I was like, God, okay, I need you to help me. I don't know how to give up this control. I need you to help me. I can't do this. I'm too weak, blah, blah, blah. He speaks to me. He says, don't be a pushover. Don't be a pushover in the spirit. That's what the enemy was trying to do. He's pushing me over, and I was being very influenced. So I looked up the word pushover, okay? Um, and the word pushover actually means an easily defeated person or a team, a person who is easily persuaded, influenced, or seduced. In this world, we will be influenced or easily persuaded by something. And it's either going to be on the side of the enemy or it's going to be on the side of God. But guess what? You get to choose who you're going to be easily persuaded by. I was getting easily persuaded and easily anxious on this side because of something that was weak inside of me that God wanted to deal with. And now that I think about it, a month before that, I told God, rip everything out of me that offends you. Don't be scared. And when I say this thing, I want you to be like, well, I ain't going to pray that. Oh, some stuff is going to come out. I'm not praying that at all. Like, Missy went through some panic attacks if she prayed it. Uh-uh. Don't be afraid to pray that prayer. Okay, do not be afraid to say, rip everything out of me that offends you. Because when you realize what's in you, and then when you realize what's in you, and you partner with God, and you actually feel God helping you to get that stronger, man, do you have victory. Man, do you realize how strong you are. And you don't have to go through this cycle of anxiety, of panic attacks anymore. Because when the enemy is trying to beat me down, I'm turning around and knocking him down. Okay, and that's what we're called to do. We're called to destroy the works of the devil, but you can't be a pushover. Okay, and Jason, can you get ready for my demonstration? Thanks. He's going to do, who likes to work out? Are you guys lying? Just kidding. I'm, he's crazy. They, they're crazy. They like to work. You like to work out? Do you? Okay. Who likes to actually go to the gym and work out? Over here. So, okay. Can you put everyone who likes to work out, raise your hands. Look around the church. How many of them? There's really not that many inside the church that says, I will go to the gym. Okay. Every year I started to go to the gym. Every year, the beginning of the year, the gym is always packed. Right, Jason? The gym is always packed for people that say, I'm, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to do this. It's so packed. And I'm like, oh. Like, I'm so happy people want to be healthy, but I'm, I really, I mean, I really mean it. And they're taking my treadmill. <laughs> like, like, but I really mean it, okay? I know in three months they're going to fall away and they're going to go back home not worrying about working out. They're going to give up. I already know this because that's a cycle. When we make resolutions, we're like, we do good for three months. And we're like, I'm good. I'm not. Forget this. We don't want to do it. Well, guess what? In the spiritual realm, you have to work out. 
Pastor Jim talked about last time when you were learning righteousness, when you're learning things, it's a working out, it's an exercise. If you want to be free from things, and when you want to be free from the enemy, you need to work out. He's going to sit here and try to put weight on you that we're going to show you, but you have the power to lift it. You have the power to lift weight. So it's an exercise. So when we keep going through the same thing, and you're like, I can't do this, you're, and all you're doing is just constantly working out. We're going to show you a move real quick. This is a full body move that I actually like to do. What's it called? Like a clean jerk? Is that what it's called? Clean press, whatever. People have fancy names. But <clears throat> so he's going to show you real quick on what to do. Now, he can lift a lot more than this, so he would put more weight on. But it's just, he's just showing you for the demonstration. So go ahead and show them the actual move. Okay, so that's the move. All right, so when, he, when you do a squat, okay, and everybody, Pastor Jim knows this, Eric knows this, and everyone who works out, you know that when you're trying to work m certain muscle groups, you need to have a certain position. You need to have a certain stance. So when he actually goes to do it, he's going into a deep squat. So your, your feet need to be more than shoulder width apart in order to do this correctly without getting hurt. Because when you lift weight, and well, actually when you work out, I don't care if you're stretching. There's people that pulled muscles stretching. Is that crazy? Stretching. You have to do it right. Okay? So you always have to be in the right position when you work out. You have to be in the right position. So his feet are more than shoulder width apart. When you go into deep squat, you do it like you're going to sit down into a chair. But your back needs to be straight and your chest needs to be up. So when he lifts actually weight over his shoulders, he needs to lift his shoulders back because if you don't do it, and so many people have shoulder problems, they have to get surgery because they're not lifting weights right. So he actually goes up and then he lifts it over his head straight up. The whole time he's doing it, do it a couple more times. Sorry. I'm going to make him work out a little bit. Um, you have to hold this position the whole entire time. Okay, thank you. So you have to hold that position every time. You have to think about your breathing. Okay, before you even go to the gym, okay, you have to write, have the right outfit on. I'm not going to run on the treadmill in heels. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to be like, I'm going to wear heels and I'm going to go run on the treadmill because that's crazy. I'll break my ankle. We all know that. I'm not going to go, like these ones I can because they're kind of stretchy. These jeans are a little stretchy. But you want certain outfits so that when I go down, I'm very comfortable. And I'll actually be able to get a really good workout. So you have to have the right clothing on, okay? When you have the right clothing on, you're like, okay, I'm good. And then you actually feel like, yeah, I'm going to get this. Like, when you actually feel like, when I put workout clothes on, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good workout. <laughs> you know it. You know, and I'm a girl, so I'm, like, all about <laughs> the outfit, like, certain things. I actually have a shirt that says, um, don't ask me to do cardio or something like that because I hate cardio. I'll do strength training any day, every day, all day. Do not make me run on the treadmill. I hate it. But I, I'll do it because it's good for your lungs. But I'll do it. Anyways, so and in order for me, when I was starting to work out, I was actually starting to run first, I realized as I was running, because I wasn't eating healthy, I didn't do very good. And God actually spoke to me. It was a while ago. God spoke to me and says, if you change the way you eat, you better run better, better run faster. I was like, okay. And that's when I decided to eat healthy. It was the Lord's work. People, me and Monica tried to tell me to get, go vegan. 
And I'm like, hmm, I'm good. Huh, I like meat. You know, like, you don't, when people try to pressure you, you're not ready. But when the Lord does it, you're like, okay. So when I eat good, healthy food and I go to work out, I will get a very, the workout won't be as hard. It'll get a good workout. I'm sweating, and I'm, but you feel good afterwards. You're like, yes. I had the good workout. I had the right nutrition. Let's, I could do this again tomorrow. It's the same thing in the spiritual realm, okay? The enemy, we all know that the enemy is going to attack us. The Bible says that. Jesus doesn't say, when you serve me, everything's going to be fine. When you serve me, everything's going to be hunky-dory. You'll never struggle. You'll get everything you want. No, that's not it. He warns his disciples how to live victoriously, and he tells, him, tells them exactly what to do. First of all, when you go to workout, I'm not going to do anything without my personal trainer, and we have a personal trainer with us every single day, and that's the Holy Spirit. I can never do anything without the Holy Spirit, and I realized during this struggle it's him that guided me each and every way because it was him that spoke to me and told me what moves to do in order for me to be effective, okay? And there's time, and I don't do it without my church family. This time I, I realized I'm very an introvert, and I don't like to share my struggles with people. I really don't because, I'll be honest, there was pride there. And I was actually embarrassed when I, we went to a conference. It was a pastoral conference. Me and Eileen and Pastor Jim were there. I was literally having a panic attack inside the car, and then we went to the restaurant. And I don't say anything right away because I try to fight it myself. I'm like, okay, you're going to fight this. You're going to do this. On our way back to church, I said, I can't do this anymore. I couldn't lift the weight. And I said, I need you to pray for me because I'm having a panic attack right now. They prayed for me. I was crying, and they sat with me. And, okay, so when you're going through a panic attack and you hear your pa- and, you're, and I t- you tell your pastor, I want God to take this away, but he's not taken away. And he's like, but what if? In a panic attack, you don't want to hear what if. Not from God, not from your pastor, not from anybody. What if? No, there's no what if. He needs to take it away from me. I don't want to do this. And he's like, no, 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 but what if, miss? What if? You know, and, he, and he would, then he described to Tommy, what if the enemy's attacking you, but it's for a certain purpose? And I realize it is a certain purpose. See, unless there... See, the thing about it is God allows struggles and he allows things to happen because there's sin. But it shows anytime I struggle, anytime I go through something, it's because there's a weakness inside of me that's causing the enemy to be effective. And it's not, and we get too demon-focused. Don't worry about demons. Don't worry about Satan because he's defeated, he's underneath your feet, whatever. You, he actually said you could think, Pastor Jim said you could think the enemy pushing you more towards God. So, and that's true because the enemy at- might have attacked me. And people would say, well, it's just the enemy attacking you. You got to rebuke him. No, I got to work on what's inside of me that's causing him to be effective so that when I'm strong, he's no longer effective in my life. Okay? And it's, ca- it's caused working out. The whole thing, when the enemy was having, there was a certain fear in my life that the enemy will attack me with. And all they would do is it would just take me down. And I would hold it, and I would be like, and I would be crying out, Jesus, I need you to help me. I need you to help me. And, he, and then the Holy Spirit's like, lift it. And I would just go ahead and lift it. How I lift it is with the word of God. How I lift it is with the word of God. When I stand on the word of God every week, because I was meeting with Jill, too, because I told her one time, I said, because it's not, 
fun when you wake up in the, in the morning and your instant knots in your stomach because you're anxious over something that's never going to happen. So I told you, I said, I can't do this by myself. I need you to help me because this, the, I want to just crawl up into a ball and just go back to, go back to sleep. Not that I want to die. I just, I, well, I wanted Jesus to come back, but I want to go back to sleep. Okay, I've never prayed so much in my life for Jesus to come back. Okay, I'm like, can you just come down here? Because I'm really tired of the enemy having his way, and I just want him to go to hell. Like, it's time, you know. So I'm telling God this, and I'm sure he's chuckling like, me too, miss, don't worry. But there's something on the end. He was just telling me each week he would say, the one week I was sitting on the couch and all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, and I'm getting anxious. I'm being fearful. And all of a sudden, I had, like, this light bulb goes off. Does that ever happen to you? This light bulb just goes off. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, I go, I don't ever have to be anxious or fearful again. It was like, I don't have to be anxious. I don't have to be fearful. The enemy's attacking me. And it seems like the enemy is causing me to be fearful. It's not him. It's the weakness inside of me that's causing me to be fearful. So in order for me to realize I don't need to be fearful is I need to give up my control. And I do that by the word of God. So I actually was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. I don't ever have to be fearful again. I don't ever have to be anxious again. Why am I sitting here anxious? You know, and there's times I woke up and I'm like, miss, if you don't, and I even said this to myself, if you don't control your mind, you're going to be miserable. Can I tell you, everything, the battlefield's in here, okay? Every thought that goes in here is not yours. Don't claim it as yours. It's not yours. This is why people say that they're crazy and people get diagnosed with mental illnesses. It's not your thought. You just need to learn to control it. And you have the ability to control it because you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, thus giving you the fruit available inside of self-control. Okay? But you have to give it to Jesus. And I had to learn how to give it to Jesus. So I would actually, I told someone else to do this. And then for some reason, I, like when I was going through a struggle, you kind of forget. And the Holy Spirit reminded me. He's like, write down scriptures. So I would go through on what I was struggling with. Is I would write down scriptures. But as I would get the scriptures, I would prophesy the scriptures over myself. You could do that. Those scriptures are not just for people back then. Those scriptures is our weapon. You always hear Pastor Jim say, what word are you standing on? Jesus already did the work for you. He already got the victory for you. He already written the word for you. Just like when you go to the gym, you have all the equipment available to you except for the food. Planet Fitness, they offer pizza. I don't know why. They do. Like, I think it's like once a month, they're like, oh, pizza time. I'm like, I'm not eating pizza. I'm going to run on the treadmill. I feel like crap. Like, it's not happening. So, but they do it for like, it's like you're, if you do good, reward yourself with pizza. You know, like you could do that. You could have your cheat days. But anyways, sorry, I got off topic there. Um... <laughs> And then I lost my train of thought. I'll, oh, yeah. Okay, so they don't have the food there. But God's given us our nutrition, which is the word of God. He's given us the spirit inside of us who gives us the energy that we need in order to keep going. In order for me to keep going, in order for me to gain muscle, I eat foods that when I'm about to work out, especially if I'm doing a real intense workout, I have to eat foods that's going to cause me 
to um, keep going. It's the energy, and that's the Holy Spirit. Okay? He's already available to us. But he tells you in Hebrews 12:1, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up and lets us run with endurance the race God has set before us. There, it doesn't say nothing about the enemy in there. He doesn't say nothing about the enemy. He says strip off every weight. So when you're down and you have that weight, in order for me to strip it off, all I have to do is do this and strip it off. And I do that by standing on the word of God. Prophesying the word of God over for you. And then and it's just God just keeps us just keep going. And it's the Holy Spirit. So and people are looking to us to, to know whether God's real. And we have to show them that he's actually real in this life. And it's possible to live victorious in the midst of the storm. Because too many times are we asking God to take it away. And he's not taken away because he wants you to get stronger. He enjoys you punching the devil. He enjoys it. I think he, I think he does. But I think he loves when we beat the enemy up. And we're standing on the word. Because then he looks to the enemy and says, look, they're standing on my word. Just like he did to Job. Look at Job. So many times we, we hear the, the story of Job and we say, oh, no, no, I don't want to go through that. We're going to go through, through stuff whether we like it or not. But I'd rather go through stuff with my eyes fixated on him if I'm going to go through it. I'm going to go through it regardless. But I have to have my eyes fixated on Jesus. As the rest of the verse in 2 to 4, it says, we do this, we are able to do that, and the sin that so easily trips us up is we keep our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross regarding its shame. Now he is seated in place of honor besides God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not given your lives in the struggle against sin. Jesus Christ did. It says, do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Let me ask you a question. When you keep your eyes on Jesus, you're keeping your eyes on the Jesus who died for you, not the Jesus you think he is. Do you know him? Do you know Jesus? There's times where I hear Christians, and I've heard two so far in my life, in the past year or two, they tell me, I don't have a problem with Jesus. I have a problem with the Father. The Father brought Jesus. It was the Father's idea. We look to Jesus because we see him as a loving, awesome God, and we see the Old Testament God as the one who's about to strike us dead. It's the same God. He never changed. God the Father was so hurt to see his children suffering and his children not coming to him. So he decided while you were still a sinner to bring his son into the world to show us how to live and how to live victoriously. Everything Jesus did, everything Jesus is, comes from the Father. He told his disciples, you have, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So many of us, and there's, I've done it. I go through struggles and I'm like, and I look at God and I say, why do you hate me? Because the enemy will make me believe a lie that's not true. But if I stand on the word that says, 
God's God, the Father, God loved the world so much he gave. And what did he give? His son. How many of you parents could actually sit there and say, I'll offer my son for someone who kills people? When someone attacks your children, you're going to attack them because they are your prized possession. Jesus Christ came down and he was willing to come down to die so we could be victorious. And God the Father gave him to us. So everything you see in Jesus, when you fixate on Jesus, do you know him? Who, just like I think he brought it up two weeks ago. Jesus told his disciples, who do you say that I am? Who am I in your life? I know who Jesus is in my life now, even more than ever. And I will know next year what he is even more than ever. Because he's helping me to get strong. He's helping me to go under the weight. And instead of me crashing, instead of me saying, take this away, I say, okay, we got this. And I go up. And I stand on his word, thus making me stronger. You have to exercise one way or another, whether it's physically or spiritually. If you don't exercise spiritually, you will die spiritually. Let's be real. I'm going to be real. I'm not going to cut the chase. The enemy has no power over you. None. Whatsoever. But you have to decide if you're going to lift the weight or not or if you're going to sit there and blame God. God's the first person to be blamed and the last person to be praised. Think about that. The one week I was going through a struggle again, and I'm like, okay, God, I'm staying on the word. I'm doing everything. You know what the Holy Spirit said? Worship. So when the anxiety was, the anxiety was rising up from here, I said, okay. So then I went and just, instead of focusing on this, I went and focused on this. And when I worshiped him for who he is, regardless of what my circumstances say, the anxiety leaves. There's times I had an anxiety attack here, and Jill will call me up and say, I need you to speak, and I'm like, oh, no. So I would go up. People wouldn't know because I hide it very well. People wouldn't know. But as I started to speak out because the Holy Spirit took control, I went and sat back down to my seat, and the anxiety left. If you exercise long enough, if the enemy realizes he can't get you in that weakness because that weakness is getting stronger because you're partnering with God instead of partnering with him, and you're being persuaded by God instead of being persuaded by him, the enemy will leave you. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. The enemy will put so much weight on you to try to get you to submit to him instead of submitting to him. And if you're sitting there blaming God, and you're sitting there not wanting to come to church and not wanting to get into your Bible, you're not submitting to yourself. You're doing exactly what the devil wants you to do. And he's like, huh. I got him. And God says, get up. It's time to rise up. I've given you the spirit who raised Jesus Christ from the dead. He lives inside of you now, so rise up. It's a fight, but you have to decide whether if you're going to fight or not. You're going to have to decide whether you're going to believe the Bible or you're going to believe your circumstances. Do not allow your experiences and your circumstances to become your theology. When you stand on the word of God, you see it more effective in your life. If you want to see Jesus effective in your life, you need to allow him to rise up in you and let go of what's weighing you down. But so many times we don't want to let go of this because we want to have self-control. Sorry, you're not going to have control. I 
convince myself I'm going to have control. I don't have control. So every time I feel that rise up and I, have, I feel like I have control, I, I go, God, I'm sorry. And I go, I'm sorry. You take control. Take it away. And I just lift it up. See, so many times we do this and we keep doing this and we get so tired. We're like, okay, it's not working. So we sit down. A soldier, the Bible, there's a scripture in the Bible and I didn't bring it up, but you're, we're in the army of God. We're soldiers. A soldier is not concerned with civilian life because it can't, um, can't please its master. When, it's, when you're in battle, and we're in a battle, whether you like it or not, we're in a battle, spiritual battle, but we're in a battle that we already know the end. We're in the battle that we have victory. So we don't fight for victory, we fight from victory. And we tell the devil who we are. So when you're in your position, you're in your position, you're preaching, you're, you're standing on the word of God, and you're knowing who God is, and you're knowing who you are in him. If you have a bad view of the Lord, you're going to cave. That's why I said it's, it's, I could be up here preaching to you, but if I don't know him, it would just be another good message for me. It could be effective in your life. But if I don't know him, I could not enter heaven. It's all about knowing him. It's all about when we get into the, it's like, some people are like, well, I don't understand his word. Well, you have the Holy Spirit who reveals all truth to you. All you have to do is ask him. And I think we talk to God, we talk to Jesus, and we forget to talk to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's right there guiding us. He's our life coach. He's our personal trainer that never leaves. He never forsakes. And he tells you exactly what to do. And he tells you what to believe and what not to believe. And it's okay that you, you don't, yeah, you have the Holy Spirit, but you also need each other. Because if a sheep is not together, you will become weak. So we need each other. I don't know how many times I try to pray and pray. And I would ask people to pray for me. And literally at, by like the half of like day or whatever, it would go and I'm like, I know they prayed. Because it lifts, and I know when it lifts. You can't do it by yourself. I told Pastor Jim when I was, I said, you know, I don't like to share this with people because I was embarrassed, knowing that I'm a pastor and I'm struggling with panic attacks. I'm not embarrassed anymore. Because I know, I know there's an enemy, and I know, you know, we all have struggles. We all have a flesh that wants to stay alive. But we can't. And I need Jesus just as much as you do every single day. There's one week in my struggle that I started to get distracted about things. I was, I was still like reading the scripture, but I wasn't really meditating on the way that I should. It seemed like the anxiety was coming back. And I remember Joe at one week said, so what's, what's different about this week? So that week, I said, okay, what's different about this week? That you, that, you know, why is it coming back? And I realized I didn't spend enough time in his presence for me to be effective, and I wasn't getting enough, enough nutrients. You could get healthy nutrients. I was eating healthy foods when I started to, and I lost all the weight, and I didn't even work out yet. And I was eating six times a day. When I started to work out and do hardcore um, exercise, I realized I needed to eat more food to get more calories to burn more. So I had to readjust my eating. You need enough nu nutrients, but you have to decide if you're going to what you're going to do. You can't just sit there. 
And this, this is, is an encouragement for you that you are set free. The devil doesn't have power over you. You just have to stand and you have to decide to fight. I'm going to have you watch a video. And I want you to be encouraged. I want you to listen and know what Jesus Christ truly did. Christian life is not a playground, it's a battleground. So today, I will give no place to fear or failure. I will not accept a trace of apathy in my attitude or actions. I will reject complacency and embrace the greatness that God has planted inside of me. I will waste no opportunity to glorify God and maximize everything he has entrusted to me. I will fight. My battle is not against flesh and blood, but against a spiritual enemy who opposes me. So I will draw the battle lines and face my enemy with a bold determination. My enemy fights against me because he fears me. Every time I resist him, he must flee. And every time he reminds me of my past, I will remind him of his future. I will make no excuses, but through every obstacle I will find a way. I will not procrastinate my progress. I will not defer my destiny. I will not waver when I'm weak. I will not cower when my circumstances take a turn for the worse. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will fight. Even if I lose the battle, I will win the war. Because I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. I will reject the lies that echo in my mind, telling me that I don't have what it takes, that my best is behind me, or that humiliation awaits me. The devil is a liar, and my God always causes me to triumph. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord, I will fight. I'm unashamed to represent a kingdom that is unshakable. No one will be able to stand against God's plan for me all the days of my life. With my God, I will advance against every troop, with his help, I will scale every wall. Though my enemies surround me, my God surrounds my enemies. Though they may come at me one way, they will flee seven ways. Because no weapon formed against me will prosper. And every evil thing that rises against me, I will condemn, I will fight. My heart is steadfast. My purpose is immovable. I am always abounding in the work of the Lord. And my potential is unlimited because the limitless God lives within me. I will fight. The cross is before me. The world is behind me. I'll never turn back. I'll never give up. I'll never settle. I'll never stop short. I will press toward the mark for the prize that is already mine. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation shall be able to separate me from my God. And if my God is for me, who can be against me? I will fight. If you guys need prayer, it's okay. Come and talk to somebody and get prayer. But when we end in worship, I want you to worship with everything within you. 
I want you to give him a sacrifice of praise. Everything that's weighing you down, I want you to throw it at the altar. Physically, if you have to physically do this and throw it down, do it. That's why we do this and we worship him. It's a symbol. Just throw it down. Okay? Okay?